Okay, let's get this party started. The guy is in my courtyard mowing his lawn feverishly, <laughs> so that must mean it's time to begin. It must. And hello, congratulations, everybody. We're here. Ta-da. Yeah. Allie here and uh, James Simmons, who is a nurse practitioner saving lives on the off time. But it's good that he is uh, donating his time here to the airwaves of Channel Q as well. My pleasure. um, Yes, absolutely. We're going to get to a round of Ask the NP a little later in the show. Uh, Jesse, our producer, has questions about how he can get fat. So I can't wait for you to answer that. (laughs) Just do whatever I've done my entire life. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> be born in a gene pool with really low metabolism. With, I, that's, that's, I mean, that's you, what I did. It's 75% of the equation, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> to start off the show, I had, I've noticed something as a result of everybody staying home and not being able to connect physically. There are, people are getting creative and there are some things that are coming back into play Uh-oh. something specifically from the 2000s is making a comeback and i am not particularly happy about it i think if you all agree with me we should band together and put a stop to this before it spreads any further avril lavigne it's avril lavigne okay. yep. <laughs> she needs to be stopped <laughs> she, is, she is a plague and the she skinny needs to ties uh-huh <laughs> She is the real problem. <laughs> uh, it's okay. So not Avril Lavigne. No, no, but it's something that was rampant in the, I would say late nineties to early two thousands. It came uh, and mm. it's, it spread with the creation of AOL and AIM. And with my first email address came. Uh, an e-bite. So no, close. Did you ever get messages in your, say, AOL.com account or your Yahoo email address where it would be from a friend of yours or sometimes from someone you didn't even know, and then you would open it and it would say, this is not a joke. This is 100% real. And if you don't forward this on to 20 of your oh, closest friends God. in the next seven minutes, you're going to you die. Will have, yeah, you will die alone. <laughs> but if you do forward it on to 20 people in seven minutes, the person that you like the most will like you starting tomorrow. Starting and tomorrow. I would forever. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. And I'd be like, oh my God. And I would send them to 20 friends. And then, you know, of course, my 20 friends were also scared teenagers like me who were like, all right, I better just send it because you never know. I don't want to die alone. And then after like the 20th one, I was like, I feel like this is BS. I also can't believe that they're coming back. Like, this is the perfect breeding grounds for uh, hackers, right? We already have like Zoom booming or boom zooming or whatever it is where they... exactly and, And also like, I don't need you to hack my computer when I already probably don't have a job, I can't go anywhere else. The only my only means of communication with anyone is my computer. The last thing I need for you is to be able to hack it. I got an email from somebody I know a couple weeks ago, and this was the gayest version of a chain email I've ever gotten. <laughs> hey, she- girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you must say okr to twenty of your close friends. <laughs> No, that's the sound it makes when the email opens. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) instead of the you've got mail, right? right. (laughs) Gayol.com, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> she said, she sent me this e- email and it was a mass chain email and it said, all right, ladies, we could all use a little positivity right now. Oh, so here's a list of seven people. Uh, I want you to send a random poem about female empowerment to the person who's at the number one spot of this email of this email right now. Then I want you to send it to five of your closest cool female friends and then put your position put your email in position one and move it all down like there were like 17 directions right on how i was supposed to send an inspirational female empowerment poem to right. somebody and then also tack on all my other like sucker in all my other female friends to this which i get i get that it has a positivity vibe to it right like i understand we're all trying to stay connected we're all trying to stay inspired and all that crap but i don't think we need to bring back email chains like no, this is no. not the way well it's also it's also bad enough by the way when we have these things on social media already. Like on Facebook, everyone's posting this thing. Like, yes. what are the 10 truths that, you know, don't lie? Last movie you watched. What are you drinking right now? Da-da-da. Like, we already have sort of a version of that anyway. And you know what's really funny, though? I, I totally have this contrarian streak in me. I think other people do, too. When you tell me what to do, I won't do it. Exactly. But, I don't want Well, I mean, I wasn't going to send anyone a poem, but I get what you mean, where you're, <laughs> you're like, like. Right. But if, listen, if they're there and I think they're kind of funny, as long as you're not telling me I have to do it, I'm the guy that ends up doing it. So then I will repost. I'll be like, I'm drinking, you know, uh, water right now. Like, <laughs> I'm doing what, like, I'll repost it. But if you're like, you must repost this right now, like, keep it going. I'm like, don't tell me what to do. Oh, yeah, I, I'm 100% with you. So email chains, if you're you are if you're writing one right now, please stop what you're doing. I can't this, believe it. This went one way in the 2000s, and it ended up with me having a lot less friends. So let's just not do this. <laughs> Allie's down let's to four friends already anyway, guys. While we're ahead, okay? I've, I've ran two crowdfunding campaigns for my project in the last two years. I've, I'm out of resources. Oh, I'm out of friends. Yeah, I cannot you are. send them another email asking them to do anything else. Uh, I also think that my wife is joining another cult. We will talk about that later. Um, But when we get back, we need to talk about the primaries today. There is a primary in Wisconsin today, despite the fact that no one is supposed to be leaving their houses. It's crazy. We will give you all the details on what to expect. Uh, So keep it here. Drop the Subject comes right back after this. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Well, it's not Super Tuesday, but there is a primary... Uh, election going on today. Primary election? Primary vote? Yeah, primary yeah. what? Yep, okay. you got it. Yeah, I feel like I'm like words are starting to make no sense. <laughs> this is the quarantine. The quarantine. She's catching up on you. Yeah, you're getting. I'm. I'm. I don't know about you, but I'm getting quarantine melty brain. Uh huh. It and it, it. I really am feeling this thing about like. Uh, I've lost days. I lost days pretty early on, but I'm like really, really, really losing days now. And it was actually nice to be back in the hospital to sort of reset where where I am, except already two days later, I'm like, I think it's Saturday. Like, who knows? And therefore, I feel like I should always have Saturday brain. There are news. (laughs) Yes, you're right. There are news stations now that are doing specials for each day of the week to remind people what day of the week it is because no one knows anymore. Everyone's totally off of it. They're like, today is Monday. (laughs) Monday, everyone. And everyone's like, like, what? The old time and temp. Remember that they would do time and temp right at the beginning? Yes. It's it's Monday, April. Like yesterday, I think, by the way, I titled everything that we did April 7th. And then it wasn't until dinner. Right, Chris was like, babe, it's the 6th. 
Like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. Uh, you know, uh, my wife asked me yesterday if it was April. <laughs> so she's losing months now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never know. Right. It's the beginning of the end. Well, yeah. it is important that uh, we talk about the primaries that are happening today because there's a primary happening in Wisconsin. And uh, shout out to anybody listening in Milwaukee, 103.7 or KISS FM HD3, uh, which is KISS, Kiss FM HD3. And there was a lot of debate as to whether or not this primary was going to take place because, uh, hello, we're in lockdown. And right. it, it doesn't really make sense for people to be flocking to polling places right now, especially when they're set up in old libraries and middle schools. Um, but it seems that the Supreme Court has shot down any efforts to delay it. Yeah, you know, there was so go, the governor of Wisconsin, Tony Evers, had issued us um, was trying to suspend in-person voting just yesterday. So uh, in the and because we're on lockdown and because we're, we're in the middle of a global viral pandemic. Right. So, you know, Tony Evers, the governor, said we should suspend voting. The Democratic National Convention has been suspended as well. So there's not as much urgency around this. Um, well, there were some, uh, you know, the. Wisconsin House Speaker uh, Robin Voss and the state Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald said in response to the decision, we continue to believe that citizens should be able to exercise their right to vote at the polls on Election Day should they choose to do so. This election will proceed as planned. And they got the Wisconsin State Supreme Court's backing of this, which just hours before polls opened today, blocked Governor Tony Evers' orders and said, yes, we need to continue on with in-person elections as as scheduled. Well, I call shenanigans. I feel like someone just brought that Supreme Court coffee in bars. <laughs> and they were yeah. like, guys, just keep it going. And they're hey, like, all right. You know, this is something we need to do. So um, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty intense that this is happening right now, particularly, you know, in a state that is really critically important. And yeah. we all found this out, you know, in the general election in 2016. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Sanders did dominate. Uh, he won by over 13 points against Hillary Clinton in 2016. And um, who eventually, of course, went on to be the nominee. But that's the big question question mark here you're absolutely right James is uh, this is an important state and the fact that it's going on as planned even though they're going to have an extremely low turnout it's going to have a big impact on Sanders's campaign a lot of people are wondering if he does not win this state if he doesn't win Wisconsin will he finally drop out because if he can't if he can't win Wisconsin and you know Biden continues his, his Midwest domination is there any hope for Sanders and should he just call it especially in the midst of a pandemic like this yeah absolutely and we are uh, we're lucky we actually have some um, uh, a resident of Milwaukee a lifelong friend of mine, by the way, who also happens to have been involved in local Milwaukee politics. He's on the village trustee board for Whitefish Bay, which is a suburb of Milwaukee. He used to work in PR for Milwaukee County Board of Supervisors. Um, so he's very well connected in there. Uh, also worked for one of the most famous TV stations in the world. Well, at least if you live in Milwaukee, WTMJ, he was a producer there. Uh, so he's really connected. He knows he's got his hand finger on the pulse of what's going on. We're going to talk to him later on about what's going on with these lines, our individuals voting and what Wisconsinites really think about what's going on. Well, and yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to talking to him after this. But just thinking about polling places in general, I know when I go, there's 
the average age of the people who are taking your voting ballots is 95 years old. (laughs) And those are the people especially that should be staying home right now. So who is going to be... You know, like running these polling this. places. Yeah, mm-hmm. who's going to be doing all this? Because it's usually some 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 older ladies that make you feel very uh, comforted, but they're also very flustered usually all the time, <laughs> and they're, they're going to be even more flustered now with all these changes, aren't they? And they're they're just always telling you they're just so glad that you are participating in your civic duty. Yeah. And oh, so don't glad. forget your sticker. Don't right. Don't forget your sticker. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I won't. This is only for the Instagram post. Um, okay, so we're going to talk to Jay Saunders about what's going on in Wisconsin uh, th- uh, today and uh, the primary election that's taking place. So Drop the Subject returns after this. Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. This is James. Always pleasure to be guest co-hosting with your Allie Johnson. And we just talked about... Uh, how, for some strange reason, the uh, in-person primary elections are still going on in the state of Wisconsin right now. And we are lucky to have someone who I have been annoyed with for probably 27 years. He is a lifelong friend, but just also happens to be an elected official in a suburb of Milwaukee. He used to do PR for the Milwaukee County Board of Supervisors. Uh, He's very well connected in Wisconsin politics. And we kind of wanted to hear from the front lines about what's going on on in Wisconsin on this primary day. So Jay Saunders, welcome. Welcome. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. You look comfortable. I am comfortable. Yeah, I can see you on Zoom and (laughs) you're in a nice reclining chair. You actually, uh, when I, this is completely off topic, but I'll just say this really quickly. When I first got my um, medical marijuana card, it was uh, from somebody on a like a, a Zoom call like this who was sitting in a reclining chair just like that. And he was like, you got back pain? And I was like, yep. And he was like, cool. I'm going to sign this cool. for you and send it on over. Uh, well, so. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the governor's uh, safer at home uh, edict. Yeah. So, you know, here's my chair. So right. what right. is the general vibe in Wisconsin in response to this pandemic in, in general? Like are, are a lot of people like, ah, whatever, I'll do what I want. Or are people following it? Uh, <laughs> um, until today, a lot of people are following it. Uh, in, in, in Wisconsin, you know, this is one of the, uh, I haven't looked at, I haven't looked at today's numbers, but we're certainly in the top half of, uh, of number of cases, you know, in, in the, in the country and in our state, uh, depending on, you know, depending on where you go and who you talk to, people are, are doing what they're supposed to do, uh, you know, I've, I've driven around just to get out of the house and I'll go and, you know, morning or drive time rush. And there is no morning or drive time rush. Downtown looks like a ghost town in Milwaukee. Uh, so I think for the most part, people are doing what they're supposed to be doing, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, some people have, you know, this in, in Wisconsin, we are coming out of our, eighth month of winter so uh people are people are (laughs) people are really jonesing to get outside and and to to be with one another you know this is you know you get into april and this is the time where you're finally seeing your neighbors and you're finally seeing your friends that you haven't you know really been outside with for for months and uh, jay do you think that people are going to now take advantage of that right so now that tony evers tried to block this primary voting and now you know, the Supreme Court in Wisconsin said, no, we're going to allow voting to happen. Do you think that maybe individuals are going to take advantage like, of this and say, well, 
hey, I get to see folks and go out and vote like I have an excuse now. That's what I'm afraid of. I, you know, there, there were so many people who voted absentee, uh, myself included. Uh, in, in my municipality right outside of Milwaukee, we had 70% absentee voting. Uh, wow. for, uh, it was just, it was unbelievable. But in the city of Milwaukee, that's not the case. In a lot of other cities, that's not the case. Right now, you have Milwaukee has 300,000-ish uh, eligible voters, and we have five polling locations today in the city of Milwaukee because oh they were trying to consolidate everything. And so already you've got people in lines, uh, you know, 90 to 120 minutes long. You got people already in line for two hours uh, just just to just to vote. And you know, heaven forbid, you, you know, we be able to push this back because, um, you know, it's. It, people are risking their lives and their safety to vote today. Well, and I mean, the lines are going to be even longer because of social distancing, right? So what what would have been a line that's like a quarter of a mile long is now three times as long because everyone has <laughs> right. to be separated. But exactly. And, now, And you're assuming people are staying six feet apart. True. Yeah. And was, what is the normal, uh, I mean, does, does Wisconsin usually have a pretty good voter turnout? Do you know anything about that? I assume it'll Wisconsin, be less today, but yeah, Wisconsin. You know, depending on your, you know, depending on where in Wisconsin, voter turnout is pretty high in this state. We're a pretty politically charged state, uh, just mostly, you know, because of uh, of everything that's gone on here in the last uh, five to ten years. Uh, this is, uh, you know, the, Wisconsin is the definition of a purple state. And because of that, voter turnout on both sides is usually very, very high. So speaking of purple, you know, Sanders really dominated in the state previously, at least in the primary, uh, you know, against Hillary Clinton. And now that Biden sort of has this surge, you know, he got John Lewis's endorsement um, today as well. Do you do you have sort of a sense of at least for Democratic voters in the state of Wisconsin, were they going to kind of step in line with this Biden surge that who's as he's sort of the presumptive nominee? Or were you finding that there this might actually be a worthwhile, you know, primary? Because a lot of people were saying this is one of those states like, listen, Bernie, if you don't do well in Wisconsin, it's time. You know, maybe it's been time for a while. But do you have a sense of how people are feeling? Three weeks ago, I would have said that we were going to step in line with with the rest of the country during this Biden surge. Uh, that was before uh, we had this this safer at home. This was before this was pre coronavirus craziness. Uh, I think uh, I think what you might find because of that is the people who are going to go out and vote today and risk their safety. Uh, are going to be the younger demographic, which obviously skews Bernie. Mm-hmm. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, what the, what the numbers are and where the numbers you know come in. If 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 the city of Milwaukee and the and the youth and the younger vote you know comes out in droves, I think you could see this be a lot closer than it uh, than it would have been three weeks ago when before all like i said before the coronavirus craziness hit Hmm, Mm -hmm. yeah that's a great point you're right it's gonna be the bernie bros who are like f it i gotta get out there (laughs) all the older people are like no thanks what about (laughs) what about counting the votes i was reading that 
it's going to take longer for them to count the votes because of the quarantine. Do you know anything about that? Yeah. So I just, the city of Milwaukee election commissioner just had a news conference that, uh, that I tuned into. Uh, they actually uh, say that we're not going to get numbers tonight. Uh, mm. That because of a lot of, a lot of the confusion as to when your absentee ballot needed to be, um, needed to be in by, uh, that, and plus all of the humongous numbers of absentee ballots that are already in, there's a pretty good chance that we won't get numbers until April 13th, which was going to originally be before yesterday's U.S. Supreme Court ruling. April 13th was going to be the new absentee ballot deadline. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people uh, are, you know, like I said, there's just so much damn confusion in, in this state right now about what's going on. Uh, and yesterday didn't help. Uh, but I think that you won't see uh, you, you'll see a big delay. You won't have anyone claiming victory tonight in Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, well, Jay, be, yeah. what's that? No, I just said it'll be very interesting to see how this this plays out because you know the ab- feel like the absentee ballot probably had less of a coronavirus component to it, if you will, right? And then now individuals voting in person, who knows what the turnout will be and who knows how they'll feel. To your point, Jay, you know, is it is it the Bernie bros that are going to come out in the younger demographic or how that'll impact? Right. Well, Jay, thank you so much for joining the show, Jay Saunders. And if you have any embarrassing stories about James Simmons, will you please send them to me, direct <laughs> message on Twitter? <laughs> No, uh, please. no, Ali. We we could do an entire segment. Thank you. Right. <laughs> really, I mean this. You know, I, I, you know, if you want, you know, forget the fact that James co-hosts with you sometimes. I mean, if you want to do like a whole thing, I got nothing but time here. So, oh, okay. all right. So that was great. That was Thank okay. So anyway, much, so Jay. yeah, okay. we appreciate you, Jay. Jay. Yeah, whatever. My new best friend. He's on the elected <laughs> board in Milwaukee, and he's a village trustee. Uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, and send me those messages. Absolutely, Allie. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. It's Tuesday, everyone. Tuesday. If you were thinking of eating tacos, <laughs> eat them now. It is. Uh, you are allowed, but only on Tuesday. You know, one of the things, Allie, since we were just talking about before we talked to Jay, that we're losing days. We have start, gotten really regimented about our schedule at home, and it's kind of helping a little bit. You mean you've you've gotten a, a weekly schedule or it's the same schedule every single day? Like, like every you're, day. Are you saying like on Tuesday? Okay. You're not yeah, like so on we Wednesdays do we do this. this. Okay. Right. But what made me think of that is I'm like, oh, it's Taco Tuesday. Maybe we should go eat tacos. Uh, and that can be how we remember that it's Tuesday. Except like <laughs> we're also cracking down on the food and like tacos are not allowed. Like we are not allowed to eat that right now. Okay, well, tacos can be healthy, Jay, uh, James. I don't know if you know this. I mean, There's the yeah. thing called a taco ca- cleanse. Jennifer Aniston did it. Of course she did. Uh, what's, a, what's their name? Has a keto taco now. Uh, El Pollo Loco has a keto taco. <laughs> For people who have El Pollo Locos in their neighborhood, you can go get a e- keto taco and not be shamed about eating it. Well, I'm glad you said shamed. Uh, For once, James, because (laughs) quarantine shaming is real. It is rampant, but it's not just people you don't know on Instagram that are shaming you. It's also your quarantine partner if you have one. And 
Uh, Jesse, he can't answer me right now, but he's on our FaceTime call. Uh, he said that he ate Taco Bell in his car so that his roommate wouldn't know about it. I have so many questions <laughs> about so that questions that he can't answer. First of all, he, if he's trying to get fat, why does it matter then? Just like bring all the chalupas in and eat them in front of your roommate. Like, who cares? Exactly. Uh, so I'm not really sure why you had to hide that, uh, Jesse, but you also said that you disappeared for a week and now your roommate is not wanting to see you and trying to avoid you because he doesn't know where you've been, which I understand. Um, but when you're when you're talking about food-related things in the quarantine environment, it does, it can get a little weird and a little dicey. Like my wife and I have been trying to be really good about our, our food and what we're eating and eating well because we don't want to be gaining the quarantine 15. But... When I went for a walk yesterday, I went on about an hour walk. I came back, and as soon as I went in, I came back in. It was like five minutes had passed, and and then Katie went, "I ate spaghettios when you were gone," <laughs> and I was like, "Okay," oh. and she was like, "I did it because I didn't want you to know, but now I feel guilty, and I'm telling you." And I'm like, "Why do you feel the need to hide it from me?" But oh. it's like I don't know when you're doing things that you feel like you're not supposed to do. If it's going out when you're or like like I wanted to clean my windshield off when I was going to the grocery store and I was like, if I do this, I need to not tell my wife because she says I need to not stop at any other places that are not essential, including even just getting a little squeegee and wiping my window off. No, so no, you, it makes you want to be deceitful. Right. Well, I also was feeling a little bit of I was sort of shelf shelf saming self-shaming. Yesterday, I had to make a Target run. The dog was out of food and no one could deliver for like 14 weeks. So I'm like, fine, we'll just go to Target. And I was like, all right, if they have eggs, I'm going to get it. If they have paper towels, I'm going to get them. If they have toilet papers, I'm going to get them. If they have Clorox wipes, I'm going to get them. Get it all. So I'm like running through Target and then I'm like, oh, this shirt's cute. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, James, what are you doing? This we did is the not same thing. Essential. We ended up with like a whole new wardrobe of pajamas. Right. But we need them. It's essential. <laughs> it's, it's, it's essential. <laughs> uh, um, I know. The need to shop just takes over. Totally. Well, I think some of it was that I'm sometimes just bored too, and we're all going a little bit quarantine crazy. But it, not only is it Taco Tuesday, it is just the tip Tuesday. So coming up, if you need a new hobby, we got you covered. This is mm-hmm. Drop the Subject on Channel Q. Stay tuned. A fresh new hour has just begun on Drop the Subject with Allie and James Simmons. Already chatted about email chains and the Wisconsin primary that's going on today. Can't wait to get those dirty stories about James Simmons in my (laughs) inbox. Thank you, Jay. (laughs) Making new friends here. Nope. Nope. Mm -hmm, Gonna gonna mm -hmm. block that. Gonna block that for sure. Great. Great. Uh I Uh, have a past. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait. I really want to hear about your weird past. You like just randomly tell a story and I'm like, what? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, great. That's a a thing I did. And that's why I'm afraid of clowns and mayonnaise. And you're like, what? (laughs) Both of which terrify me. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's get into Just the Tip Tuesday. It is Tuesday after all, and we have to share tips, tricks, life hacks, things that make your life a little easier right now. And let's face it, life can be a little difficult for some. Um, Yes, you've been quarantined for a while. Depending on where you're listening and what states are issuing what orders for you, you're likely not being encouraged to leave the house. Let's just keep it at that. And that means getting creative in the home. You know, you've you've cleaned (laughs) and then you've cleaned again. 
I have been diking it up with home improvement things. Nice. And um, then when you get through all of that, another weekend hits and you're like, well, now what? And that's <laughs> why. The, and you also start, don't know if it's weekend, right? You're like, another yeah. Wednesday at 3 p.m. hits and you're like, well, now what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, now what can come at any time? And that's why you have to get a hobby, right? A lot of people are looking through old memory boxes and going, oh, wow, I never, uh, I was doing embroidery and then I stopped. Maybe I should pick that up again. And so that's why we thought we would share some hobby ideas for you. These are some things that you can do at home. And this list comes from actuallifehack.org. And some of them are better than others, but I thought we could go through some of them and see if maybe you or I or any of our listeners could find a new hobby in the midst of this. (laughs) I I really, one of the things I love here, because I have some friends who do this, is uh, scrapbooking. You should scrapbook some important events. You know, this is so funny because almost everything on this list is some, I know someone who has tried it and given up on it. Like, these are all things that people gave up for a reason. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, I don't... Like, my mom had about a six-week scrapbooking phase, Mm -hmm. and she scrapbooked all of the musicals that I was in, and she still has the scrapbook. There's about two pages filled out, and the rest (laughs) is just blank. And not because you were only into musicals. No. She just stopped. She just stopped. She gave up. It was too much work. Well, scrap scrapbooking's a lot of work. It sure is. It sure is. Uh, yeah. Well, number one on the list is just buying a book on DIY. So, the like, DIY <laughs> is the first thing. Or buying and a book on hobbies. I, I, book. <laughs> I need a new hobby. Let me buy a book about hobbies, hobbies. first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it says you can start on anything that needs fixing around your house, make your own clothes, or give your friends self-made presents. Oh, my God. No, absolutely awful. not. Um, Number two is another BS one, to be honest. Write a themed list and then work through it. Make a list of things that you want to do. And it could be anything from films you want to watch to local places you want to visit. Okay, that's not going to happen. Well, and And I'm a little bit on this one, though, and just that, like, I think people need a little bit focus about what they... Because everyone's burned through their Netflix and Hulu queues now. So now you need focus. So I think you could go back and you could watch, like, you know, every Goldie Hawn movie. Ooh. Like, you know, like like a theme like that, right? Like every a like, watching movie. theme. Yeah, exactly. A stream theme. Yes. You're, stream you're, theme. Yeah, you're totally right because you can't just aimlessly watch things. I mean, you can and you are most likely, but that's why we're watching all the Mar- Marvel movies because it's like, okay, we need a project, like a streaming project. Yes, um, yes. Watching online documentaries, that's number three on this list of 50. (laughs) You're already at documentaries on number three. Uh Uh-huh. Number four is learning something new. Educating yourself doesn't have to be boring. What are you passionate about? Could be science, the oceans. (laughs) No, no. No, Five, number five is... is is gardening, which we were very clear yesterday uh, that there are some accidents that can happen when you're gardening. You should not pick up DIY like garden tools and head shears right now because we want to keep you out of the emergency room. Exactly. And I will say just from somebody who doesn't know anything about gardening, um, just buying a Trader Joe's plant and then trying to keep it alive is a project (laughs) in and of itself. So isn't it? If you're a beginner, you can just start there because we just bought uh, our new (laughs) latest victim. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um, I hope that she lives longer than a month. Yeah, well, All right. That's the thing. 
number six you can't do, which is go camping. I have been, this is a question though. I was, I think it was two weeks ago. I was like, can we just go camping and not be around anybody? And Katie was like, no. And I was like, but we're not going to be around anybody. And she was like, no. I know. Um, I know. Which, you know, we're even like, my family has for years since the 60s had uh, my grandfather built this cabin in South Lake Tahoe. And we awesome. got we go there all the time. We were like, well, can we go from this house to just another empty house? I mean, what's the big deal there? But then you have to think about getting gas on the way. What are you going to do for food? All that stuff. Um Number seven is playing board games, which I'm sure everybody is doing on Zoom right now. I've played uh-huh. some board games and virtual games that I know you have. Can we can we just, Allie, can we fast? This is a list of 50, by the way. And I actually <laughs> feel like item number 50, well, maybe <laughs> even 40. Skip all the way down to the bottom. 40 through 50 are, they're way more interesting. Listen, number oh. 50 is try geo coaching. No, geocaching. Have you ever done geocaching? Okay. So first of all, I should go back to number one, and it's learn to read. <laughs> Here's a no. hobby, James. No, what what the hell is geocaching? Okay, geocaching you also can't do right now, but let me explain because it's actually really fun and it's okay. really great for stoners. Um, we're gonna get to <laughs> we're gonna get through a little more of this list after this, um, but geocaching is a hobby that basically costs nothing. All you have to do is download the app and there are little, you can do it anywhere in the country. I think anywhere in the world. There are little treasures and little, uh, like it's almost like a scavenger hunt where you're uh-huh. trying to find little um, like prizes or there are little like tins underneath a rock somewhere and it has like, I don't know, a little parachute man or like a little dumb prize in it and the whole and you have like these clues that you're supposed to follow and there's a map like an interactive map that you know it'll be like look up for the prize you know and you're looking up into the trees (laughs) and trying to find it or like it's in some kind of a lamp post and they're hidden all over the world and this is an app like it's it's an app but then when you find the geocache you can open it and you can take out what you want or you can write your name on it and then you can put something else inside of it like i don't know okay. tampon. so that's uh, like a tampon yeah that sounds save the tampon kind of fun actually like I, <laughs> I, that's something that i would totally be into you know in 2027 when we're allowed out of our house yeah exactly and like i said great for stoners so if you lose your geocache and then you find it again it's like a whole new geocache <laughs> hey. um, Yay! All right, Drop the Subject returns with more hobbies that you can try after this. Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q. Hmm, you want to start practicing meditation? Start mastering the art of Sudoku or origami? These are just some of the things on the list for uh, hobbies that you can pick up right now when you're in quarantine. This is thanks to lifehack.org, and this is for Just the Tip Tuesday right here on Drop the Subject with Allie and James Simmons. Going through some of the things on here Definitely make me feel a little bad about myself because even with a list of 50, I mean, this is 50 things that you can take up with your time right now. I don't want to do probably more than one or two of them. Well, and I love that even in the top 20 of, of things that you should, hobbies that you can take up, number 14 is like start investing. Number 15 is start budgeting. No, that's <laughs> those not Those are not fun. hobbies. That's, those are not hobbies. Like, what are you kidding? I can't. No, but I do love 20. Learn to dance. Uh, 
Honey, no. If you couldn't dance before quarantine, <laughs> you're not, you're not going to know how to dance whilst by yourself in the house, like jamming out to the latest Lady Gaga or whatever, thinking you get, you're creating your own moves. No, we do not well, need you to create your own moves. That And same for learning a new instrument. I think dancing and learning a new instrument are two hobbies that are really going to piss off your neighbors. So if you really want to learn the clarinet or if you want to down, you know, if you want to buy a snare drum and get to practicing i don't think that your neighbors are going to be too thrilled about that but i think your neighbors might be thrilled if you do my favorite on the list which is number 25 learn magic (laughs) oh sure like i know how to make a pandemic disappear let me try (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, you're no longer bored um some people i've already basically cut themselves in half when it comes to dressing themselves so that makes sense um learning origami as i said writing a song or becoming a writer oh god the amount of bad pilots and novels we're going to be reading when this pandemic is over is frightening out of out of control, but only people who can maintain their pandemic brain are actually going to understand the novels or the like bad scripts that come out of this. They'll be like, oh, it totally makes sense, man. True. And no one can really write a pandemic movie right now because we have contagion. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, we like have it's already yes, there. The ultimate, yeah, pandemic movie. Also, I feel like pandemic slash apocalyptic movies aren't going to be as popular when we come out of this. Just, just saying. I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't think people really want to watch pandemic movies that are about this pandemic. I yeah. think we only want to watch pandemic movies about other pandemics that are fictional. Yes, I, we don't want them to happen. Uh, number 36, by the way, if this should apply to you, if you listen live, please start listening to podcasts, Ooh, yes. including Drop the Subject, which is a daily content-filled podcast, by the way. If you are listening on podcasts, thank you very much. Yes, and if you hate that, start whittling. That's number 39. <laughs> of course. Uh, uh, you can build a kite? What the hell? Teach your pet yeah. some tricks? And um, oh, sure. number 47, I wish I could do as a left-handed person. I can't. Doing calligraphy. Uh, I was obsessed with trying to do calligraphy when I was younger, but I couldn't do it because the angles of the of the pen are somehow mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. for left-handed people. But yeah. I, d- I will say I did Sounds pick up... Sounds like an excuse. Okay. You know what? I can't do calligraphy. I would like to. <laughs> but you know what I did start doing? Oh, I picked that, up Alex? a hobby, uh, something that I used to do when I was a kid. Uh, drawing. I picked up a paper, a paper and pencil yesterday. Uh-huh. I had done everything that I had on my to-do list, and I was like, I had the quintessential "what now?" So <laughs> I I looked up how to draw a kitty cat, and look at my look at my picture there, James. I'll show it to you. Oh, hey, that's pretty darn good. Didn't I do a good job? That is. Was that freehand? How did How did you develop uh, this no, kitty cat? No, no, it was a it was a drawing. It was like a, a YouTube video, a ten minute YouTube video on cat in loaf pose. So I, <laughs> which is exactly what that is. Yeah, it's a cat sitting in a loaf pose, uh-huh. and uh, my wife decided to partake as well. And hers is a uh, is I mean, the face of the cat is rather smashed. But I will put both of these up so you can guess whose is whose. Um, you know, these hobbies, some things when you were younger, maybe can actually bring up some old fun memories for you so uh there you have it there are some hobbies that you can take up or you can just not listen to any of this and and do what you want just keep streaming random shows that's fine too um <laughs> news it or lose it is up next with Allie and james don't go anywhere drop the subject the new channel q drop the 
Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. And you know what time it is. It's News It or Lose It time. That's right. I've got three lovely headlines in front of me. One of them may or may not contain the word poop. So let's get it underway. Here we go. Okay. Headline number one, Tracy Morgan details frisky coronavirus role-playing with his wife. Oh, (laughs) who doesn't love a good Tracy Morgan segment? I know. Uh, Headline number two, Smart Toilet offers advanced poop analysis and anal printing. (laughs) I I have no words, but I... I For some reason, okay. feel like we need to news this. We yeah. do, 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 do. And then finally, headline number three, Tooth Fairy and Easter Bunny declared essential workers. No, that's cute. Cute headline. Losing it. All right. Let's start with Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan, as you said, always a good time. Always good to talk about him. And uh, he appeared on uh, uh, Good Morning America, I believe. And oh, to he- talk about his sex life. To talk about his sex life, that's right, and what he's been doing in quarantine, and this is what he said. Oh, well, me and my wife been quarantining here for like three weeks, so she's pregnant three times. Every week she got pregnant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know. So, we, 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 and we also, we're role-playing a lot now. We're role-playing. She's playing a young maiden okay. whose grandfather was infected with coronavirus. And I'm the scientist who discovered the cure. And she'll do anything to save her <laughs> grandfather's life. Okay. And I mean anything. Well, you are, you are a creative one. All right. So- <laughs> I mean, was that Robin Roberts? Like, who's interviewing him? Because whoever that is is like, oh, shh. No, it's, it's, it's Hoda. Um, what's her name? Oh, it's Hoda Kotb. On, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, on yeah, Today yeah. Show. Yeah, so she's yes, on like, the t- Today Show. Yes, Hoda's like, um, uh, she's like, um, okay, well, you're a creative, all right. <laughs> Thank you. I just love like he he's so great at just dropping things that you're like, what? Especially, it doesn't matter if it's on uh, USA Today. It doesn't matter if it's on the evening news. He will say whatever the hell he wants, whenever the hell he uh-huh. wants to say it. Uh, especially now that he is, as in the medical terminology, would be status post-traumatic brain injury. Boy, right. he really just like throws it out there. He's just like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like that Golden Girls thing, you know, where they say at the very beginning of the show that Ma had a stroke when she a couple of years ago, and now she doesn't have a filter, and she just says, <laughs> says whatever she thinks, which is kind of an Easter egg at this point. I don't think a lot of people know that that's the reason why she says all that stuff. They just think it's, that's who she is. Uh-huh. But yeah, exactly. it is that is a real thing, huh? Yeah. Oh, well, yes. There are absolutely personality changes when people have A, strokes, and B, traumatic brain injuries. And Tracy Morgan has had a traumatic brain injury, and although he is mostly back to Tracy and he was a funny guy before I feel like he just maybe it also was like the near-death experience that he had but I also think he just like gives zero anymore like he's just like whatever he has no f's left yes yes um all right well let's move on to toilets shall we Uh, oh please okay Some people, some researchers with a lot of time on their hands have developed a fully automated sensor package on a toilet that turns any regular toilet into the Tesla Model S of toilets. Oh. Um, It is designed to monitor your health. So this is just part of the tracking trend. You know, um, even toothbrushes can track and monitor how well you're doing your job and, you know, your steps are being counted. Everything's being counted and tracked these days, including your poops. The system comes complete with a nearly a dozen sensors (laughs) 
do everything <laughs> from perform an on-site specimen exam so they can oh. check your poop and urine what? for things like consistency, color, and glucose and red blood cell count. Okay. Uh, to time your to timing your movements, and it even has built-in cameras and a fingerprint sensor for security purposes. No, it does not. So it's gonna. It takes like a sensor of your booty hole. Can I say that? No. Yeah, I guess you're right. Is it a thumbprint or is, is it, it a beehole <laughs> right. print? Is it a bee <laughs> print, like a butt print, or how? Like how does this? Except, like people scan their retinas. <laughs> <laughs> scan the beetle. Hey, that's right. not you. <laughs> oh, I know that's that. not your poop. No, oh, there's so much I want to say and I can't. <laughs> what about? I guess I'm confused as to why we need anal printing. Like when I think of 3D printing, I think of 3D printing things that I would want. Like, not, oh, why don't I 3D print some money for myself so I can go buy something? But 3D yeah. printing a, a a like is it a an anus a, a poop a toilet like what are we printing here I'm what confused. why do we print yeah i can get like print me a new arm if i need one but like not like i don't i'm good i'm good without and then this is coming as a gay man like i'm good i don't need to see my and as a medical professional and as a medical <laughs> he understands the importance of tracking these things right well and i get the i get the tracking of things like that's that can actually be really helpful information particularly for some people who have certain medical conditions we do want to know like the the amount of blood and glucose in your poops and in your urine like all that's really valuable information i just don't need a 3d rendering of it no, yeah, I don't think so either. Um, it turns out we might not see the anal print scanner in a future commercial version of the smart toilet. Oh, okay, this might be being phased out. I think they're realizing this. <laughs> no that, that one didn't, it didn't market test very well. Guys, that was a joke feature. Why did it make it into the actual toilet? Um, oh, unless they're, uh, I guess they discovered because a lot of people don't seem to enjoy having their anal print taken per the study. Um, but they said that it, the bottom line is this, it, this toilet is happening. Happening. It is real, and as far as our health is concerned, we are literally flushing some of the most medically valuable data we could possibly produce down the toilet every day. I I would not entirely disagree with that, that we do have <laughs> an important medical data. I mean, but this is the thing. Like, just because we can doesn't mean we should. That's a, medis- uh, a phrase we talk a lot about in medicine and nursing. Like, just because you can measure your poops in your urine, if you don't otherwise have a good reason to, you probably shouldn't on a daily basis. All this is going to do is cause, like, more anxiety, right? Well, it's like yeah, people be- have yeah. blood pressure cuffs who don't really need to monitor their blood pressure, but they end up monitoring their blood pressure, like, seven times a day, which makes their blood pressure go up. Well, and that's uh, that, that catch-22 or, or, or crossing the line when it comes to tracking every single part of your daily life, whether you're waking or sleeping, tracking your sleep, tracking your waking moments, tracking your steps, tracking your glucose levels, tracking every, you know, yeah. it makes you obsessive. And then at one point, are you really not even living your life because you're tracking your life? You're just tracking it. And then you're tracking your tracking and you're like, yeah, Yeah. it's kind of a... uh Yeah, I need a tracking bracelet for my tracking to keep it all straight. Um, (laughs) Okay, we're going to get to some of your questions and social media responses next. How are you gaying up your quarantine? uh, The quarantine can be in quarantine. We posted this on Instagram story. So we want you to interact with us at DTS show on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll answer some other questions you have in comments about James's new mustache after this. Ooh. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. At drop the subject. 
is not our Twitter or Instagram handle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How about that? Let's start that over, James. At DTS Show on Twitter or Instagram is where you can find us on social media. And so many of you have found us already. I, by the way, am James. Pleasure to be guest co-hosting with your Allie Johnson. And, you know, we posted this great video of a really really tragic and sad Mm. event, um, particularly for my husband, who I think is really only attracted to me because of my beard. (laughs) So are you, have you, what do you think his response has been? And then we'll get to some of the responses on Instagram. His initial response was, you're not shaving your beard, you're quitting your job. For those of you that don't know or are new to the show or whatever, I'm a nurse practitioner. And uh, not only do I do uh, hang out with Allie sometimes here, but I also actually still work in a hospital. I am a nurse practitioner. And to wear an N95 mask, you can't have any facial hair. It doesn't seal correctly. And so uh, I had to shave my beard to make the N95 mask work. And so we posted a video of that at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram where you can check it out and see the stages that I went through. Uh, and ended up with some of your suggestions. And Allie, I think I ended up with what's called the Zappa. Is that right? Yeah, I think it, I think it's definitely a Zappa. I mean, you've got a little bear line in the middle, which uh-huh. you had anyway, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Soul patch has been there. Uh, and then the soul patch has been there. And so then mm-hmm. now, and then you've got, yeah, I would say it's a Zappa if you're looking at the diagram that we sent out earlier in the week. And, you know, I know a lot of people were kind of giving you a hard time about it. I I don't think you look bad at all. And I agree with dmoran711 on Instagram, as I always do, said, James looks like a young, trustworthy firefighter chief with the mustache and the soul patch. Good luck. Oh. So I think Why, that's, thank that's you. Kind of, yeah, you know, you don't look where you had friends that said you looked like a like a, like a skinhead or something like that. Well, and I don't like agree a, with that. Like a used car salesman or like no. a like a thug almost, if you will. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily agree with those either, but I, it's just such a drastic change because I have. So how old am I? Math. I've had a beard for um, about 20 years. <laughs> Yeah. In in various various stages, I think maybe one time for a I I used to model Allie. I don't know if you know that, um, <laughs> but I think one time for a show I had to. They wanted no facial hair whatsoever, and it was a lot of money. <laughs> and I was in my twenties, so, so like, I was got like, it, yeah, done. This, this it. beard's gone. But other than that, I've had a beard. Yeah, and that was your top beard, correct? What's that? That was the the beard on your face, right? The, yes. For this well, model, it yes. was that for, it was that kind of modeling. It, no, it was not the other kind of modeling. Okay, got it. Um, yeah, Shh, Allie, you weren't supposed to, to tell anybody. I wanted to clear that. Up. Okay. Right, yeah. uh, how are you gaying up your quarantine, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, you know, there are ways that you can gay it up at home. I, like I said, I have been uh, definitely doing a little bit of construction around the house. I installed a shelf on one of our living room walls, and I was like, man, I'm getting real gay. I also drew a picture of my own cat last night. So. Uh, that's, yeah. Those are two very gay things that I've done. And um, how are you gaying up your quarantine? We want to hear from you. How are you turning your quarantine into a quarantine? We put that uh, question up on Instagram story, and you can answer it throughout the show. We're going to be reading some of your responses later. Also, a question from CheekyCJ28 on Instagram. Totally random question. What is worse? Mom-splaining or mansplaining? Very interesting question. Oh, my. Because mansplaining is more what people, whenever a guy explains technology to me, that's usually when I 
feel mansplaining is at its height. Uh-huh, where they're sure. like, uh, yeah, so what happens is that you have to power it up first. And then you have to make sure that the volume is because like volume is always let me explain volume control. So like so I, this I, yeah. speaker icon, if you press that, it's actually gonna get louder. And you're like, Thanks, I'm not you're a complete like, moron. I understand this. Yes. No, it is a thing. Mansplaining is for sure a thing. But then mom splaining is a whole different l- type of annoying right where you're like well you know on facebook you can create groups so you can create a group my friend linda and i have a group that we started and it's mommy and me yoga so we created a facebook group and we post pictures and we Uh do um and you can comment on the picture and it's like somebody explaining something that you clearly know already right or or that you you know my my mom in particular will um i will she will call me and ask me a question. I will call her and give her a response. And then she will explain to me the answer to her question. <laughs> now <laughs> so that's mom-splaining I mean, right that there. is mom-splaining. To, and I just have gotten to the point where I just set the phone down, put, put it on mute. <laughs> I just continue cooking my dinner or like whatever, knitting, yeah. whatever my new hobby is. Like, I'm just like, whatever. And I know in about 38 minutes, she'll stop talking and then... <laughs> Yeah. Well, that is a, a great uh, added thing to mom explaining is that you can mom explain the answer to your own question because you're going <laughs> to an- ask someone a question. And you're really not. You only ask a question to hear the answer that you want to hear. And if you don't uh-huh. hear that answer, then you give people the answer that you wanted. Um, yeah. So, of course, we want to hear from you. What do you think is worse, mom explaining or mansplaining? A great question posed by Cheeky CJ28, as always. Uh, another uh, round of radio goodness. A new fresh hour starts next. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject returns drop the subject the new channel q all right welcome back to drop the subject with Allie and james simmons nurse practitioner why don't we get into an actual covid19 update i know there's a lot going on we can start with the treatments or the i mean i know they're not vaccines but some of the drugs that have been floating around like the the, the, that one that Donald Trump was mentioning in his press conference, even though that's not <laughs> really proven by the FDA to to help with coronavirus. Um, yeah. And then there's another there's a couple of names that are floating around. So I thought we would start there and kind of work our way down. Yeah, sure. So the you know the drug that that Donald Trump talks about ad nauseum now is hydroxychloroquine, which uh, we've we, talked about before. We've we've talked about it here before. Yeah. So its brand name is Plaquenil, and currently it's used for individuals who have like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis, other autoimmune uh, disorders. Uh, it's an old malaria drug. So it was originally developed to combat malaria in the 1950s. It worked really well for a while. And then the malaria as a disease built a resistance to the drug. So then it got repurposed, which is great. So the thought process around this was that some hospitals in China were giving individuals this medication and individuals were getting better. But there's no cause and effect relationship that was established here. So, in fact, the the trial that most people look at with this is only 36 patients. And, you know, 19 of the patients got off the ventilator and recovered, and so many didn't. But 
And the 19 patients got the hydroxychloroquine, but there were also other differences that could not necessarily be accounted for. So on whole, were the 19 patients younger? Did they have less comorbidities? Did they smoke for less amount of time? Were they put on a ventilator earlier than others, which we're starting to see is a, has a really big impact in how well people do. So early intubation is making a difference, we're starting to find. So none of those factors were played into this. All it was... It was just all, 36 people. These ones 36 did better. People, these so ones great. got hydrox... Right. So what Donald Trump is now taking from that, and others are saying, okay, now in this time of crisis right now, we can't go through the typical two and a half to five year long process to approve a drug for a specific disease process. He's right in that fact. We don't have that time. What he's wrong about and what's really dangerous is that you can't just go giving out drugs to people and recommending them on a national scale as the president of the United States because hydroxychloroquine in particular has some really lethal side effects. Well, but but James, he said that it can't hurt anything. Yeah, right. It's can't. Well, it can't hurt anything to give everybody the drugs. It but can't hurt. It can. can't hurt to just just do it. Just try just it. Give you, especially when it's combined. What they're doing is is they're combining hydroxychloroquine with azithromycin. So everybody knows that as a Z pack, right? And that. Those two drugs together have shown in a couple of these little smaller trials, right, that maybe they're helping, but those two drugs also are classically known to get to cause an arrhythmia in your heart. So your heart uses its electricity to beat normally, right? Well, you take these medications, it can throw off that electricity and it can throw you into a heart attack. Oh, fun. Yeah. So it's not so, completely benign to just throw these medications out there. And that's why you see Anthony Fauci, Dr. Susan Burks, they will not... They will They're not, not going to endorse something like yes, that. Yes, exactly. And and so with when you're talking about how you are finding that intubating earlier is helping, it do you, is that what they're doing with Boris Johnson? Do you think the, because the prime minister is now being intubated? I think he's on a ventilator and he's stable, but it's I'm unclear on whether or not that's just a precaution or whether he's really not doing well. Yeah. So and and my understanding is that as that I'm not. Uh, Sure, and pardon me that I don't know this right off the top of my head, but if Boris Johnson is actually intubated yet, but I do know he is in the ICU. Um, and one of the things that we're finding is that when we put people in critical care situations early and watch them early, they're having better outcomes. Also, if individuals get intubated before they medically will say get into trouble. So one of the things, one of the reasons why you've seen a run on um, oxygen meters, like fingertip oxygen meters at home, is that what we were finding is that some people have really low rates of oxygen, even though they kind of feel okay. And that's actually a sign that you're doing worse, your body's doing worse than you feel. So same thing in the hospitalized environment. If we have someone who's coughing, they're kind of sick, they're maybe needing a little bit of oxygen, but boy... What we're seeing is that we're giving you oxygen and your oxygen rates in your blood aren't coming up. Those sometimes those people are getting intubated right away. Because if we're if we're helping your body sooner rather than later, your body has more resources to fight this thing. So that's the real hey, why not? <laughs> yeah, that is that that is kind of the like, but the issue is this is why there's been so much talk about ventilators. The right. issue is we can't intubate everybody because we don't have enough ventilators. Like once we put a tube down your throat to breathe for you, we have to put, hook you up to a machine. If we don't have a machine, it's not going to work. So, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm looking here and it does say that Prime Minister Boris Johnson is in intensive care. I don't think there's any information about him actually being intubated, but it intubated, does say yeah. that he got 
uh, put moved into intensive care in the hospital after his coronavirus symptoms worsened. So they said, of course, that he's receiving excellent care. But what is this other drug that you were talking about off the air? It's uh, kind of sounded. There's a a drug called Remdesivir. Okay, yeah, because it kind of sounded like a character from Once Upon a Time. (laughs) <laughs> yes, Remdesivir. Remdesivir. Um, right, or like from Game of Thrones, right? Um, uh, <laughs> and what is that of, one about? The House of Remdesivir. So it's an, anti- <laughs> it's an antiviral drug that um, was originally developed to combat Ebola, and it is produced by Gilead, which many people will know Gilead is the drug maker of Truvada and Descovy, which are the two medications used for oral HIV prophylaxis. So Gilead also has a whole range of antiviral drugs that they've produced. This one was originally for Ebola, and it didn't work so great against Ebola. But all these drug companies will sort of keep these drugs around. Because if other things like a viral pandemic pop up, they're like, well, hey, we have this antiviral. Let's try this, right. Let's try this, right. So they've, they've plugged it in. They've tried it. Now, it is it is actually being used at, at the hospital where I work. And what we're seeing is that against hydroxychloroquine, which is also being used at the hospital where I work, we are seeing, this is all anecdotal, by the way, uh, people are getting a little bit better, a little bit faster on remdesivir. Okay. But okay. Again, it's, promising. It's, it's promising. It's very early, though. It's hard to know, like what you know, what are the factors that have really have gone into this. But it also has less, seems to have less side effects as well. And does that have two minutes worth of side effects as well, or no? Does that have like a two minute commercials worth of side effects right. as well, oh or God. not so much? <laughs> well, that's a whole funny thing. You know, that's a requirement by law. If you, I know that's why they have to buy so drug. much ad yeah. time. <laughs> and then that lady in the commercials kayaked across the entire Great Lakes, and she's like, <gasps> and she's like, <laughs> they're still reading side effects. Um, all right, when we get back, news from the right. Yes, of course, we are Channel Q. We're an LGBT station, so we're left leaning. Let's be honest, but it's important that we share with you some perspectives from the right side of things and uh, the log cabin Republicans have an opinion about how Trump's hand uh, was able to ease the ban on uh, gay blood donation. We'll see if that's true after this. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Well, because we give everyone a voice here on Drop the Subject with Allie and James Simmons, we figured it's a, it's a good time to share a little news from the right. Now, this is a newer segment here on Drop the Subject. And, of course, because we are Channel Q, we're, uh, I mean, we're left to extremely left. Okay, let's be real. <laughs> right, like, let, we, we ain't gonna lie about it. Yeah, I, I would go so far as to venture to say that there are no Trump supporters on this station that are that are on-air personalities. Disagree? I do not disagree. Okay. But that does mean it's important for us to make sure that the right's voice is heard because we are giving everyone a voice and log cabin Republicans are members of the community and they have opinions. And we talk to Matthew Craffey regularly on the show uh, and on the station at Channel Q. Uh, who is the president of the L.A. branch, I believe, of the Log Cabin Republicans. Mm -hmm. But the Log Cabin Republicans have made some statements about the recent easing of the FDA ban on gay men being able to donate blood. And right now is a very crucial time to donate blood. If you haven't and you're able to, 
go to the, I believe the Red Cross is probably the best resource to direct people, right, James? Absolutely. Yep. And they're doing uh, just, you know, a lot of people were really scared to donate blood and, you know, because we're all safer at home. And, but the Red Cross has a beautiful protocol set up now to keep everybody safe to donate blood. So please call them. We need it. Oh, yeah. I talked to Sherry or Lynn or whoever it was on the Mm -hmm. phone who was making sure that when I go in to donate my blood, that we're going to, they're going to make sure everything's social distancing. Mm -hmm. They're going to make sure they've got a big open warehouse so that no one's near each other. They've got it all figured out. Yeah, for sure. But the log cabin Republicans have credited Donald Trump with having a hand in easing the FDA ban. And which is interesting because he literally had nothing to do with it. And everyone's saying, (laughs) no, this is not true. Um, But the log cabin Republicans uh, basically said Uh, since the FDA statement is only a recommendation and non-binding, some blood banks may choose to... Okay, so just this is an overview. It used to be one year. You you couldn't have had sex with another man for one year prior to donating blood. They've changed it to three months. So that's basically the change that they've made. It's it's progress. It's not perfect, right? Sure, of course. But they even, you know... uh apparently the the law cabin Republicans are sort of taking what was a blanket statement and turning it into really giving Donald Trump credit for having removed this. You know, they on March 19th, President Trump ordered the, quote, removal of outdated FDA rules and bureaucracy. Yeah, that's according to Log Cabin Managing Director Charles Moran, which he told the the L.A. Blade and the Washington Blade have both done write-ups on this. And if you're looking for a good kind of LGBT news source, they're really great. And um, anyway, uh, Charles goes on to say that's exactly what happened when the FDA issued its relaxed guidelines yesterday. So, yes, I stand by my statement that he had a role in this. Now, what the interesting thing that comes into play is that the Washington Blade actually asked the president of the United States about this. And he had a response that doesn't exactly go with the president of the log or the, the managing director's statement. Here's what he said. The of blood supply announced yesterday would ease the restrictions on certain donors, including gay men who are now required to be abstinent for three months as opposed to 12 months to donate. Did you have a hand in that change? No, I didn't know anything about that. That was done by the FDA. Very <laughs> capable people at the FDA. Yeah, so that's so, pretty much all he said. He said yeah. he did, wanted to move past the question very quickly, and he wanted to make it clear that he had absolutely nothing to do with it, and that was the good people, the very capable people at the FDA. Yes, and the very capable people. First of all, I didn't ask you how capable the people at the FDA are. You know, I did. <laughs> sometimes this is gets, gets up my guile, right? Like, I didn't just stop. Just stop talking. <laughs> just just answer the question without a pejorative Without your like uh, blowing something up and making it greater than it is, I literally asked you a question. You could have stopped it. No, I didn't have anything. No, I didn't know anything about that, which is quite telling, by the way, and very sort of contradictory to the statements that we're getting from log cabin Republicans that he did, in fact, have a hand in this. Well, yeah, and I, I think it's interesting that, and we, like I've said, we've talked to Matthew Crafty before about this, and I just think it's so interesting the arguments that are made to the point that Donald Trump is actually fighting for LGBT people and glad kind of waited on this. And they said, yeah, if he really was a champion for LGBT people, he would have taken that opportunity to comment on that ba- about the easing of that ban and what it means. And to say, yes, this is uh, no, the FDA did that. I didn't have a, a hand in it, but I think it's great that they did that. I think we need to be doing that. Uh, I think, you know, any way for more people to donate blood in this critical time, uh, you know, this is an outdated, like anything that he could have said 
other mm-hmm. than no, I had nothing to do with it, would have been championing for the which, LGBT which people. Is something. Well, and it's so incredible that he he will go on and on and on and talk about so many other things. Or even in his press conference yesterday, you know, people or individuals were trying to ask him questions about the inspector general and that you know that whole situation. And he was like, "When was she appointed? Right. Uh, who who appointed her?" You don't. You're not allowed to answer, uh, ask me a question until you tell me when she's she was appointed. And he'll go on and on about lots of other topics, including giving medical advice as a non medical licensed medical professional, which is illegal. Right, and then saying I'm not a doctor. And then saying I'm not a doctor, which is still illegal or whatever. And but yet in this instance, when he had an opportunity to sort of even make himself look better, he didn't even take that opportunity to make himself look better because he wanted to get away from the word gay so yes, quickly. He was that, obviously so uncomfortable. Exactly. You make a great point because he loves to take credit for so much. Mm-hmm. The fact that he won't take credit for that speaks volumes. Yep. Um, all right. Stay the F at home. That is something that is being told to everybody right now, but a lot of people are not following those rules. Even when they go to the grocery store, they're getting into shenanigans so we will get into another round of stay the f at home after this drop the subject the new channel q hey sheltering in place is definitely the number one priority right now right james simmons nurse practitioner james simmons nurse practitioner feels very strongly that Mm -hmm. folks should are safer at home as we put it here in california yes but you know what anywhere Anywhere you go, whether it's California, Wisconsin, Texas, anywhere, there's going to be people breaking the rules. And there's going to be people leaving for, quote unquote, essentials, but they're still leaving the house. And bad things can happen, especially when it comes to shortages. If there's no toilet paper, people might get stabby. So that means we highlight those stories in a new segment we like to call Stay the F at Home. The world has caught a virus, so I've written you a poem. We need your help to cure it, so stay the but. at home. And if you have got 12 kids or you're living on your own, block it down and isolate and stay the fridge at home. If you think you're not at risk here, you're living in a dome. It spreads faster than a hooker's leg, so stay the fruitcake at home. And uh, this is actually a theme to stay the F at home because these are two things that did happen in grocery stores or convenience stores, rather. One in a Walmart, another at a Dollar Tree. Oh, yeah, very good. I mean, if there are two places where people have to go to get essentials, A, but where you can expect to always find wackiness, it's Dollar Tree and Walmart. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I would think that maybe it would calm down a little bit um, because everyone's just trying to hunker down and get what they need and not spend so much time just accosting random people in the Walmart. But, hey, you know what? People are bored, so you never know what's going to happen. Let's start with the Walmart incident. Uh huh. And then we'll move on to the Dollar Tree and how a cashier got beat up over social distancing. Ah, yeah, yeah. Well, in Walmart, so listen, their police are hunting a Walmart shopper who went on a Lysol rage attack on a store employee after she was told that she there was a limit on the number of Lysol cans she could purchase. She then took one of said Lysol cans and began to spray a Walmart employee in the eyes with the disinfectant. <laughs> Now, this is, I understand, if you're, a, if you're a regular at Walmart, it might be hard for you to hear the word no. 
You know, you feel like you can kind of just do whatever. If you've got those tents, you can just sleep in them and you can spend all day in the Walmart. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, but now sure. there are limits as far as what you can buy. Uh, I know at Trader Joe's, we talked to a Trader Joe's employee a few weeks ago who said that there were limits on how many dairy products you could buy, how many poultry products, etc. So they're trying to ration things because everyone is so obsessively hoarding things that they feel like they need to stock up on. And Lysol... I guess is one of them that they're creating a limit for. But when you when you when you're in a Walmart and you're already on the verge of crazy, and you get told <laughs> no, that's that it. might be it for you. Yeah, that's, that's just when you snap. That's when you snap and you get. I mean, at least there were no stab. There was no beating up, but there was Lysol in the face. And it, as a Walmart worker as well, I mean, you didn't ask for this. You you didn't probably even ask to work at a Walmart, but there you are. Well, that, right. It brings up that whole conversation about not only are we asking these individuals to essentially put their lives on the line to continue working for our essential needs, but then also you get attacked in the face with an, uh, with a Lysol you know, person. And to make things worse, the woman completed her purchase, <laughs> got in an Uber and left. <laughs> like, hey, like Uber police, getaway cars are a real thing too, they, man. They are a thing. Like she wasn't scared of the Uber. Well, maybe she Lysol the Uber down, but maybe that was her whole thing. She needed to Lysol the Uber, Uber before she could leave. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the Dollar Tree because the Dollar Tree was also not uh, not a place where peace was the word of the day. A Dollar Tree cashier was chided. Uh, oh, after a Dollar Tree cashier chided a man for cutting the checkout line and failing to respect the current social distancing rules, a Florida man. Oh no, he began Florida striking man. the female employee. Dude, you suck. You According can't to the hit cops, people don't hit people, especially don't hit women. Uh, who yeah. arrest? They then arrested the unruly customer in a felony battery charge. Police say that Stephen Finelli, he's fifty-five years old. He was at the discount store on Friday afternoon when he got into an argument with uh, another uh, with the cashier. And uh, an arrest affidavit states that the dispute was prompted when Finelli skipped the line at the cashier and placed his items in front of the other customer's items. What a dick. <laughs> well, and so what she did, the, the checkout uh, worker at the Dollar Tree took his items and moved them back. And that was apparently what, what sent him irate. That's when she moved his items back. He that he approached her, began hitting her. He shoved her. He hit her multiple times uh, in the arm and the upper torso, according oh to police's review of the surveillance video. Because when they went to arrest him, he said, well, I didn't do that. And they're like, well, no, we have you on camera doing it. And he should probably be used to this because he actually has a rap sheet that includes mm. convictions for trespassing, disorderly intoxication, I think I've been there. Criminal mischief <laughs> and battery. <laughs> Clearly battery. I mean, I think we've all been there with criminal mischief a little bit, too. Right. Well, and disorderly um, intoxication. I think that's just more of a, like, did you get home in time before they caught you? Sure. Um, are you with me on this, James? Uh, free therapy for all grocery store and convenience store workers? 100%. I feel like those individuals should get the stimulized checks first. First. Prioritize um, should, the yes, stimulized. Seriously, they should be able to cut lines in their COVID testing 
you know, sites, whatever, like you should just walk up and flash your Walmart badge and everyone just like steps out of the way. Step aside. VIP, right? You're like, you're like Kim Kardashian coming into the club, man. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I see grocery store workers in recent days, they are over it. They are so done with this. Oh, completely. The guy at Target yesterday lost his mind. He's on his like, uh, is like walkie talkie or whatever. And the, someone we're all standing orderly six feet apart. He's telling us which line to go in, like whatever. Everyone's wearing masks. Everyone's playing along. And this one guy comes in, no masks, no gloves, no nothing, grabs some things and just goes and stands in a line. And the, the target guy on the, on the walkie talkie, he was like, we have a code, whatever <laughs> they have a code for it. And he was like, sir, get out of the line now. Like he oh was like God. militant and every, the target went silent. And that guy turned around and his eyes were like bugged out. And he did. He like walked to the back of the line. Well, yeah, because they're done. They're done with your shenanigans. Yep, they are. Don't over try and cut it. corners. They are so over you. Uh, well, that is why you have to just stay the F at home, ladies and gentlemen. I understand people need uh, they need items at the Dollar Tree. They need to buy their Lysol. But when it comes down to it, just stay the F at home. OK, it's safer and it will give you a shorter rap sheet. We'll be back with Ask the NP after this. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. The time has come for our brains to get just that much bigger by picking the brain of a man who has a lot of degrees, a lot of uh, letters after his name when it, is, when it comes up on text message. It's James Simmons, N-P-M-S-N-D-R-4-5-6. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of letters after your name that make me uh, have a, you know... I, it made me question some of my own life choices, but still, <laughs> I'm glad to know you so that we can pick your brain about oh, all things medical field. You're you're very you're very very sweet. Thank you. They don't. They're all. It's all smoke and mirrors. It really is. Okay, uh, you have a degree in smoke and mirrors. I got it. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So why don't we start with Jesse's question, which he had at the beginning of the show, and um, he apparently, and then we'll move on to one of my questions. And you feel free to send us your questions at DTS Show on Twitter and on on Instagram because you can always ask the. NP. You can also ask him directly at Ask the NP. Jesse had a question because he's a little scrawny guy. He uh-huh. is trying to get fat right now. And yeah. this also included him binging Taco Bell in his car without telling his roommate. <laughs> I'm not really sure why why that happened in that uh, way. Right. But we, we still don't have clarification on that. But, I do have you know. another friend as well who's always been kind of scrawny and she has always tried to gain weight. She's like, I would try to take up running to get bigger legs. I can't do it. Like nothing works. Nope. So how can scrawny individuals get fat or gain weight? Uh, so the there are legal and non-legal ways. I'm kidding. Uh, I will <laughs> obviously not recommend the non-legal ways. Um, so it's very interesting with this. One of... People have to be really careful because at some point, even the scrawniest of individuals, the thinnest of individuals, most of them will have a turning point where their metabolism will catch up with them. And so then they kind of turn into what we we call like skinny fat, right? So uh. all of a sudden you're 45 years old and you're skin and bones, but you got a belly and your cholesterol's through the roof and you have diabetes and you're like, wait a minute, what? how did this happen? So I always recommend to people who are trying to gain weight you still have to do it kind of like we tell people, lose weight. You have to do it slowly. You need to be consistent and you need to do it in the right way. And what is the right way? Is that, um, you know, like a hot dog a day keeps the fat on your... <laughs> keeps the scrawny away. It definitely is not sitting in your car eating Taco Bell. Okay. So 
you can portions are really a big a big thing here but portions of healthy foods so interestingly we talk about like salmon for instance is a really healthy food everyone should eat it but you still are going to eat salmon in a in an appropriate portion if you're trying to maintain or lose weight if you're trying to gain weight salmon's one of those things where you should eat like three pieces of salmon you should just like go just eat a crap load of salmon Go, like go ham on salmon nuts and nut butters. So those things that are really calorically high, dense. High in, yeah, high in fats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like good good fats are good. So like avocados, for mm, instance. Love so while they're also great for like, I'm going to lose a little weight or I'm doing keto or whatever, you're still supposed to eat like half half, half the avocado. Half the uh, avocado. Half. You should only eat half the avocado, darling. If uh, Jesse is trying to bulk up a little bit, Jesse's eating like one or two whole avocados a day. You're okay. You are, you are eating um, rice. Ne- okay, so he's eating because he tried to eat salmon and rice. He messed up the salmon. Just ate a bowl of rice for dinner. Uh-huh. Um, I am trying to eat healthy, and I still would not eat salmon and rice. I I, I need something more than that. But. <laughs> Some- you wouldn't recommend like that muscle milk stuff where you're like, yeah, I got to bulk up on my protein and then lift a bunch of weights to get bigger. So there there are. Well, just just like people who are trying to lose weight and 80% of the work of losing weight is done in the kitchen. The same go is holds true for people who are trying to put on weight. 80% of that is done in the kitchen. So yes, I do recommend now muscle milk as a brand, not necessarily. There are way better options out there that have less sugar, have less processed chemicals in them. You can just get some really nice, clean protein su- supplements that you can take, but you should also work out. You should lift weights. Things, for instance, this is a little bit of an old adage. So the people who are super like muscle heads will, or listening will disagree with me but people who are trying to build muscle should do lower reps at the gym right so you're really only lifting what you can lift three to six times rather than what you could lift 10 to 15 times of the same exercise does that make sense so no it does because usually for women they'll say more reps lighter weights yeah well and and people who don't want to bulk right um so if you're trying to gain muscle you gotta lift you gotta go real heavy on the protein like two and a half times your kilograms uh, a gram of protein f- at per two and a half of your kilograms um, of your weight, uh, real high on the good fats as well. And then you can absolutely bring in those good, healthy carbs. Um, it, don't sit down and eat an entire bag of tortilla chips, but like brown rice is really great. Sweet potatoes are really great. All of those carbs that we know we should be eating, put those in as well. And then I think my favorite for people gaining weight is peanut butter. Honestly, like eat all the peanut butter you want. Mm, and maybe a little cookie butter sometimes too. Well, that was a lot better than my suggestion, which was going to be to buy people's liposuction leftovers. <laughs> also an option if you're really looking to, to do it in a, in a quick fix. And they if call you got those a little fillers. Extra cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> buy leftover fillers. Do a tummy untuck. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to play Influencer or infant after this. It's a game we've played once before here on Drop the Subject and if you look at some of the things that people are posting lately, it's kind of hard to tell if just if I just described the picture to you, it would be tough for you to figure out if it's an influencer or a little baby. We'll get to that when we get back. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, well, we might be staying at home right now, but that doesn't mean there aren't still things to post. And as long as there are influencers out there, we can play influencer <laughs> or infant. This uh, is Drop the Subject. I'm Allie. I'm with James Simmons. Have you ever played this? I mean, I, know, I don't think you've ever played this game, but have you heard us do it? 
No, I have not, but I, okay. I'm super excited about this because they are often one and the same and not not be, yes. not by age, just by content. Perhaps one of the more difficult games that we have here on the show, <laughs> I will describe, especially when things like the Ice Cream Museum came out, it was really difficult to tell. It was just like a girl in overalls and pigtails on like a candy covered elephant <laughs> sucking on a lollipop. And you're like, what is happening I to life right can't now? I understand my life. So, um, but, you know, people are still posting. They're just posting different things and they're posting pictures in onesies and pajamas and it's still hard to tell who's an influencer and who's an infant. So this is Influencer or Infant. I will describe a picture as best I can. James, you will guess if they are an adult influencer, someone who could even maybe vote, or a little baby. Or, or a little baby. I'm, I'm, I'm or an a influencer baby. or infant. I am ready. Okay. Here's your first one. It is a picture of a, an individual dressed as a clown. They have a, a, a onesie, an all-white onesie on. It's skin tight. And uh, a little face, fa- like face paint that is, you know, the rosy cheeks, uh, the eyebrows that are up high on the forehead. Also, a bit of a shower cap situation going on. So their hair is covered. And, um, and they are pulling their ears out in sort of like a Dumbo motion with a, an awkward smiley face saying, wish you all a great start of your week. Now, is that an influencer? Oh, my gosh. Or is that an influencer? This game is really hard because I can totally see like mommy or daddy, I suppose, influencers with an infant True. dressing them up and then posting that. As a clown because they're right, bored. And then being right. like, hey, you guys, hope you have a great Monday. Every day is Halloween on, on yes, Instagram. Yes, look at my cat who's so cute. Uh, I feel like I'm going to have... There was one word you said in there that I feel like I'm going to have to make it an influencer. That word being oh. skin tight. Oh, okay. Well, this person is an adult. Yes. So you are correct. Dun, da, da. It, uh, he is a he. Oh. Okay. And his name is Jank363. J- like J-A-N-K? So, no, J-A-N-C. Or Jance363. Jank363. And their entire Instagram uh, Instagram profile is them as a clown. So that is their that is their lane that they've picked for themselves. Okay, uh-huh. That they're just professional Instagram clowns. And listen, I get clowning is a thing. People do. People, oh, it is. Yeah, people do it, and I'm I'm in. But um, I, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, I rest uh, my case. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one, shall yes, we? Yes, please. Okay, individual is sitting on a kitchen countertop, a wooden mm-hmm. one, next to a rolling pin and a baguette. <laughs> mm. I'm a, I'm okay, a, I'm intrigued. Wearing, they're wearing nothing but a chef's apron and a chef's cap. Oh, uh, then the this could go the, so um, many ways. They have beautiful blue eyes, uh-huh. vacant expression on the face, <laughs> <laughs> and the caption reads: "Cooking homemade, freshly ma- baked baguettes in the kitchen." Uh, hashtag photo of the day. Hashtag sleeping. Hashtag 
happy. Oh, okay. Hashtag insta good. So I feel like also from this individual, there is there is one. You're very good at describing these these images, by the way. But I feel like there's one Thank part you. of this image that is going to make me lean towards influencer rather than infant solely because when someone is dressing up their child and taking these cute pictures, because I was all in on the infant until... It's baking a baguette. And I feel like if it's an infant, you're going to be like mm. baking cookies or baking something sweet. I see more of a kid's yeah, thing. Yeah, like uh-huh. I feel like this is a this is a large, hairy, naked gay man probably. <laughs> like the naked bear chef <laughs> or whatever a, his name is. It's, it's, well, it's a baby. I'll show oh, you. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm way off. Can you see? It's, it's a little blonde baby. It's a little baby. blonde baby. And the the uh, the uh, Instagram profile is baby firstly, and I believe they just put their baby in different high risk situations. <laughs> also, the, the vapid, vacant look on baby's face is is, is there everything? Like this child is like, what are you doing? Why you're going? To, Why have- when I can walk, you're going to pay for this. Yeah, like I was an asshole in a previous life, obviously. <laughs> Okay, uh, here we go. We're moving on. This is getting harder now. A person in a leopard bathing suit. I'll say this is a female. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Long brown hair in a kiddie pool outside with a rainbow on it. Mm. Okay, so the kiddie pool... Okay, now I see. The kiddie pool looks like a cloud and then there's a rainbow over the cloud oh, so okay. the person is sitting in a in a, in a leopard swimsuit uh-huh. in a little cloud floaty makeshift kiddie pool and they're blowing bubbles <laughs> to the sun <laughs> the caption reads bubbles were b- brought to entertain but i was having too much fun being the bubble master uh the poor english it means it has to be an adult. This this is an influencer. <laughs> You're right. You are correct. <laughs> it was a hashtag isolation, hashtag stay home, hashtag bubbles. I, I'm not. I mean, okay. can you? Is this what we're doing now? We're putting on leopard print costumes and going into kiddie pools with blowing bubbles yep. because that's how bored we are. I think we were doing that before, oh, but sure. yes, I think that I think that's just what ah, happened anyway. This game is hard. Here's your last yeah. one. I know, isn't it hard? Here's your last one before we go to break. Okay, it is a, a person dancing in their hallway in a giant shark costume. The hashtag is uh, uh, says says uh, the caption rather says "Stay at home, do 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 do." Oh, and it's a person dancing around in a baby shark costume singing uh, their version of it which is stay at home do 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 stay at home do 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 hashtag dress up and quarantine stay at home do 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 that's gotta be a kiddo that's gotta be uh an infant yes no i am sorry you're oh no way Of course, he's got an accent. Stay at home. Protect the NHS. Protect the NHS. Protect the NHS. Protect the NHS. 
<laughs> oh, he's it's supporting for World Healthcare Day or Health Worker Day or whatever it is. Now he's saying stay, save lives and stay at oh. home. Wow, this is very meaningful. This is very meaningful. Who? What's this guy's handle? I gotta look this guy up. Smithy Suck. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, your final one is a, a lesbian in a dog costume. Hey, wait! Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject with Allie and James Simmons, fresh off of a, a new round of influencer or infant, one of the harder games we have here on the Ooh, show. Man. Yeah. Uh, I've got plenty rough. more, too. I'm sure we can play next week. I mean, this is one of the <laughs> easiest games to put together, I will say. Right, right. Because you just scroll and you're like, oh, that, yes, that's that could ridiculous. Be either one. That's crazy. <laughs> yes. Um, now let's move on to uh, our own Instagram at DTS Show, where on our story, we posed a question to you all. How are you gaying up your quarantine or what is the gayest thing that you are doing in quarantine? Now, I, we have some great responses here, but I also uh, just would like to share my own gayest thing that I'm doing. Um <laughs> I, like I said, took up, I decided to take up an old hobby of drawing, I, I, which is not gay, not the gayest thing ever, but I also, had, the first thing I chose to draw was my own cat, which I feel like has a level of gayness to it, because For I was sure. drawing the pee, was my first go-to, oh, yeah, so to speak, but uh-huh. I've also been getting very construction-y, um, and you are doing something very gay possibly because you're thinking of taking up knitting. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things we all do is scroll through Instagram probably too much when we should be working or being productive or whatever. Although I'm going to stop shaming myself and others should for not being productive. Like we're in weird times, kids. Get, Get done what you can. But if you're not overwhelmingly productive, it's okay. Anyway, I was scrolling through Instagram the other night. And uh, passed upon um, quite the looker of a gentleman who was all muscly and hairy and cute and whatever and bearded and lives in New York and apparently is like a knitting influencer, (laughs) which is, is a thing. So... Who knew? And he's got like 65,000 followers on Instagram and he like has these like live knitting sessions and like people come to his like knitting, like before we all were quarantined, like in person, people would come to hear him and all these other knitting influencers just talk about knitting. And the funniest thing is it's, it's him and everyone's grandmother. Oh, yes, because I mean, that that's what I, th- I saw that Matthew McConaughey was doing like a virtual bingo thing. <laughs> right. And it was a bunch of senior citizens and they probably could care less that it was Matthew McConaughey. All they want to do right. is play their bingo. But people, right. I mean, especially older people, they if they can't go to bingo, that is a major, major life change. And that's Huge. really frustrating. And n- same with knitters. I mean, knitting is life and yes. knit happens. And when knit happens, you got to find ways to continue to connect with people through knitting. If you can't go to your knitting group, you go to a virtual one. And that's why I would totally see a knitting influencer doing very well right now. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Particularly a very queer knitting influencer. So, um, yes, this is my very stereotypically gay thing. I may I may pick up knitting. Well, I uh, definitely had a, a bout of crocheting when my grandmother was still living. because She was a really amazing crochet 
(laughs) And I never really did a great job at it. I would end up with a scarf that looked like a V and it just wasn't really working for me. But maybe I'll take it up again. Who knows? Um, But what is the gayest thing you're doing in quarantine? Some people are maybe uh, brushing up on their drag makeup tutorials, ribbon dancing, starting a virtual softball league, uh, rewatching Designing Women, Zumba. I mean, there's a, a whole mess of gay things that you could be doing right now. You can be quarantining it up. And some of the responses we got were great. Uh, Caroline Marie 91 said that her favorite thing to gay up during quarantine is Sims. She's been playing Sims 3 and doing nothing but making gay Sims and having them have sex with each other. Okay, that is freaking awesome. I totally forgot about Sims. That's a great idea. Yeah, I um I have not delved into like I think Animal Crossing and uh, Civilizations and Sims. Those are all kind of like build your own world and just kind of wander around yes. type games and those are very popular right now because they're so mindless and you can just be like I want this girl to make out with this girl and they're like ooh, Kaflukin. Oh, Merkin. Oh, Flurkaflu. <laughs> I love how they're Swedish now, too. Right? (laughs) Flurkaflu. One of my favorite auditions I ever did was for Sims. (laughs) And they were like, read. And it's like a literal script of their language. It's like an actual language. It's really funny. Stop. Yeah, it's great. Um, All right. Ashley Brayton on on Instagram said, binging queer as folk and watching lesbian movies. Now, that is, I mean, if you rewatch something, queer as folk is pretty gay. I would say designing women is still gayer, but um, if you're going to go back to the LGBT classics, now's a good time, and that's a great way to gay it up. Tales Uh, Tales from the City, the L word. Yeah, if you're going to rewatch stuff, go for it. Yeah, and then you can start off with the L word and then go on to the real L word and all the other spinoffs. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff to watch there. Uh, Lovely Lacey Lou said, the gayest thing that I'm doing in quarantine is keeping up with your stories. Oh, <laughs> she's saying you're extra gay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, keeping up with Channel Q and keeping up with the show, definitely one of the gayer yeah. things that you could do. Uh, somebody mean, else said they rearranged all of the things in their fridge in color-coded order, and it ended up looking like a rainbow. Oh, very good. I want to see a picture of that next time you do it, please. That would be fantastic. Yeah. And then Jake underscore Strata said, the gayest thing I'm doing is watching Tiger King. Yes. Well, that's also just keep it on the gay thing, though. Let's stay away from the polyamory or the meth. Yeah, definitely stay away from polyamory or meth. Great advice here on Drop the Subject, as always. Uh, Stay away from meth, kids. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. That's right. Drop the subject, listeners. It is time. As the announcer man said, for Drop the Subject. Ali, I have three headlines. For News It or Lose It, you mean? Or I mean Drop the Subject and News It or Lose It or whatever. It's time now It's for time drop the now subject. to start our show. Three and a half hours <laughs> in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm telling you, quarantine brain, it's really a thing. So it's, let's... And it's true. You can use that as an excuse. I uh, get quarantine brain. I cannot find very, very simple words, like three-letter words <laughs> like, at this point. Like the word, the... 
Yeah. <laughs> or it's news. It's drop subject. Drops uh, news something or whatever. All right, fine. So listen, I also am the guest host, so I get to screw up and it's okay. Um, <laughs> listen, uh, three headlines. Allie, do you have a dinger? Maybe. You- <laughs> it's, a, it's a low. It's a loading. It's more of a dumb. It's more of a dong. Um, headline numero uno. Disgraced racist Roseanne Barr thinks coronavirus is a conspiracy to, quote, get rid of my generation. <laughs> yeah, I got to hear what she has to say. She's uh, so nutso. She's nutso. Yeah. Uh, headline number two. Very good. Uh, Mormons or Jesse meet to discuss coronavirus. Talk about gay sex instead. Oh, well, that's uh, very... I mean, clickbaity, especially because we we just momentarily uh, moments ago we learned that Jesse does have a Mormon background. But for now, I'm going to lose it because I think we're short on time. All right, very good. And I think that's pretty much it. They had a video conference. They talked and about then sex. talked about gay, gay sex. Gay sex. Yeah. Uh, all right. And the last headline: Young people are sharing the funny texts they're getting from their parents during quarantine. Oh, great! I'm sure it's a lot of uh, technical questions. Yeah, those are some of them. Yes, but let's start. Let's start with Roseanne Barr. So you know there are some. Where wack- all things were meant to start. <laughs> Where all things are meant to start. There are some wackadoo celebrities out there that have just gone, like like John Voight, right? You know John yeah. Voight, like post mm-hmm. crazy Trumpy stuff on his Twitter and whatever. Well, Roseanne Barr, we all know, is one of them, and she was on a. Uh, virtual chat with another one of those celebrities who's gone off the deep end, Norm McDonald. Um, oh, I forgot that he had gone off the deep end. Yeah, and you know, sometimes they're just some people are just creep up crazy. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, like some people you know are crazy from the beginning, and then like Roseanne was always kind of crazy. You're just yes. like, all right, she's always like a little weird. Um, but somebody like Norm Macdonald, you really thought was pretty normal. And then I forget what he said, but it was like one day he tweeted something or said something and everyone was like, what? (laughs) Really, Norm? And then you just realize that Norm's just like completely lost it. Yeah. Uh, so Roseanne Barr called into, it was on Norm's YouTube show. Now he's kind of a big, big hit, I guess, on YouTube. So he's got this YouTube show, uh, Roseanne Barr, you know, video conferenced in. She's sequestered in Hawaii right now, where she said there's actually only one case in Hawaii. There are, um, as of today, 385. Um, Oh, uh, she said there's still only one? She said there's only one, right? (laughs) Um, she also said, you know what, Norm? I think they're just trying to get rid of my generation. The boomer ladies that, you know, that inherited, well, you know, we're widows. We inherited the money. So they got to go wherever the money is and figure out a way to get it from the people. So she's just rambling on about how they're trying to, coronavirus is uh, an effort to try to get rid of all the widows who have inherited the boomer generation's money. Whoa, this is like, this is worse than flat earthers. Like flat earthers at least have, like they don't really have science, but they have their own weird skewed science that makes sense to them. Right. Like Roseanne doesn't even have that. She's just literally spouting whatever comes to her head. How would anybody be able to target specifically widows who have inherited boomer money? Uh-huh. Right. Oh, it, it gets crazier. She argued oh. that uh, people are being forced to evolve, urging uh, working women to learn how to make bean soup, claiming that Chinese people eat bats and <gasps> rats 
and oh. that she's seen a Chinese person eat a baby. What? And she uh, insists that there exists an operative in each town that reports back to central intelligence false information specifically to ruin my career. Okay. Dementia? Is This can't be. <laughs> I mean, she's like completely lost it. Best part of the story? Bean uh, soup? At the end. <laughs> right. At the end, uh, later in the call, she tells her assistant to go to the grocery store, but reminds her assistant to wear a mask. Oh my God. Isn't that so funny? So you yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, a hoax. it's all just a hoax. So blah, blah, blah. Wear a mask, would you? Don't, but just don't, yeah. forget, don't forget to wear a mask. So those folks who don't believe that this is a hoax, by the way, um, are staying at home. And you know, I, we're going crazy, but our parents, those of us who are blessed to still have our parents alive. I mean, they're losing it. <laughs> I think this is really hard for older people. Yeah. I mean, my my parents and my grandparents or my, my grandmother-in-law and my, my parents-in-law, I mean, they are all leaving that like they're not supposed to be, but they, and they're just going for walks and stuff. But they are so restless because they're creatures of habit. Right. Yeah. And when your habit gets gets ruined, you don't know what to do. It's, and then you have to learn all this technology, too, on top of it. <laughs> on top of it. Well, and you just decide, like, I'm just going to start, you know, texting my my kiddos with random things. Just a heads up. If you get an email from the Department of Health saying not to eat trimmed pork and ham because it contains COVID-19, ignore it. It's spam. <laughs> the other one, then I think uh, I think Jesse's telling us we're running out of time. This other one is a little bit morbid, but work with me, okay? So okay. Mom, mom sends a text to daughter. If anything happens to dad and me, I'm sending you the contact information for a blank name who knows everything about our financial situation. Dad keeps all of our important papers in a file in the closet. We both want to be cremated. We would like reasonable efforts done to save us. Uh, however, if the doctor advises it's time to end life-saving efforts, do it. Unless he's drunk or an ophthalmologist. <laughs> I, I, hey, very specific instructions, Mom. I, and it's fantastic. You know how long it took her to write that, too. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. And another Tuesday show has completed. Quarantine brain. Yes, that's true. We both do have it. But we were able to give you some... Some content that if you miss anything, you definitely want to download and catch up via the podcast. It's one of the many new hobbies you can take up right now, as you learned on the show today. At Drop the Subject, uh, or just search for Drop the Subject on Radio.com or wherever <laughs> you find your pod. Brain. Damn it. Oh, I was actually doing pretty well today. It's so hit or miss, you know? It's like one uh. day I feel very on it, and the next day I'm like... I've did, my brain is literal mush and I can't think of anything anymore. And then yep. think about when we have to go back to work and actually do things. Like I said, I uh. went out for a few hours this past weekend, just like running errands that were essential and going for a walk. And I was exhausted when I got back because your stamina is totally done. It's, it's completely cached. destroyed. Right. It, we like, and we have no idea what's going on right now, but it, it's okay because we're glad that you guys are here with us when we uh, have our quarantine brain, because I'll get, Oh, are you ready for this? Allie stoner <gasps> thoughts. If we have quarantine brain and everyone listening has quarantine brain, the things that we're saying 
don't makes actually. Sense. Yeah, You're they right. make sense. See, so we're totally fine. We have quarantine brain, and you have quarantine ears. Ha ha. I feel like that was my happy ending, even though I have another one. I get two happy endings today. Thank God. Well, speaking <laughs> of happy endings, you're correct. Before we get out of here, we have to give you our happy endings. This is the time of the show where we take something that might have been sad and we turn it around and make it happy, give you something positive to take into the rest of your day. What is your happy ending, uh, your happy ending, James? My happy ending, <clears throat> Allie, thank you for asking. You know, quarantine shaming is a thing. And we should probably not be shaming everyone in quarantine right now. It's hard. It's hard. Except, Allie, you get the green light to shame anyone who sends you a chain email. Yes, I do. Thank you very much, James. <laughs> you are if very you welcome. have my email address and you're thinking of sending me a chain email... And, and I will talk about this Don't tomorrow because my wife, I'm pretty sure, has joined a cult. She's trying to get me on board with it. <laughs> it's a meditation cult. Super no, peaceful. It, start, it always starts with meditation, Allie. And the next no, thing and you know, you're like buying a timeshare. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the next like meditation retreat that everyone's supposed to be going on. And we're supposed right. to go every... like. It's something that starts off very innocent, and that's why I watch all of those crazy cult documentaries. This is how it all starts, okay? Uh Mm -hmm. And I'm being told that I'm being a negative person by saying it's a pyramid scheme or a cult. So I'll I'll get your opinion on it tomorrow. Also tomorrow, we will get into uh, another round of Two Truths and a Lie. But it's uh, we're going to play with objects in our home. We might have some weird objects in our home. And two of them are things that we really have in our home. One thing is just something that we made up. So we're going to two truths and a lie at home edition. But before we get out of here, let me share my happy ending. Please, absolutely. By the way, we do want you to let us know how you are queering up your quarantine online at DTS show. And we'll talk about those again tomorrow as well. Absolutely. Allie, your happy ending. That. Walmart employee may have gotten Lysol in the face because somebody walked in, they wanted to buy tons of Lysol, they were told there was a limit, and they got crazy, and they sprayed the employee in the face with a bunch of Lysol, burning their eye sockets. But on the bright side, that employee was probably at risk for COVID-19, and if they had it, Lysol probably killed it. <laughs> oh, yeah, on the, on the bright side... It kills ninety nine point nine percent of COVID. I read it. It's on this. It's on the side of the bottle. It also kills ninety nine point nine percent of sight if you get sprayed <laughs> in the true. eyes. <laughs> That's very true. Kills ninety nine point nine percent of perfect eyesight. Of vision, um, right? Yeah. So you know what? Getting sprayed in the face with Lysol not such a bad thing. De- not, not such a bad thing when you're trying to stay healthy. Um, all right, we got to get out of here. We will give you another show tomorrow, James. You're back. You're here all week. And if you have any questions for at ask the NP, please send them to him or send them to us. We're at DTS show and James is at ask the NP. We will see you tomorrow. Drop the subject. The new channel Q.